Hey, y'all, we wanted to share with you some of the fun we've been having over on Patreon. For this Best of May, we're bringing you short clips from some of the bonus content from last month to give you an idea of everything you get when you sign up to support the show. First, we've got a clip from myself, Judge Christy, <laughs> our bonus content episode where a listener writes in asking for a ruling on the best way to dry off after a shower. Heather phones Mama Nancy for pronunciation assistance. <laughs> well, after that, we have a clip from our May mini-sode covering the murder of Eric Richens, which you may have seen in the media. His wife is accused of doing it and wrote a book about the incident. This clip you'll hear will set up the story and introduce the episode. Next, we have a clip from an Our Relationships bonus content episode that follows the saga of one man as he makes all the wrong choices, including dressing in a Chewbacca costume multiple times. So many times. Too and many times. And that's the least of the problems that's the least in of that his... story. Exactly. Finally, that's followed by a clip from our May live Q&A. This whole community gathered around the proverbial campfire to recount tales of terrible first dates and Christy gets her first dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Join us on Patreon today to get ad-free regular episodes, hundreds of hours of audio and video bonus content, on-demand archives of the video live streams, and so much more. You also get to be a part of all the fun we'll have throughout the rest of the year. And an annual subscription to our Patreon gets you immediate access to the bonus content plus free month of membership. Do it. To join our Patreon and check out all these perks, head to the link in the episode description or go to Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner and sign up today. And we're recording together. We're side by side. Side by side. Side by side. Well, I am going to go ahead and start with our first plaintiff is Bella and the defendant is her boyfriend. This is a personal injury claim and a potential future personal injury Okay. This is the... This uh, is from Bella? Yes. Okay. The case of the soggy suitor. Suitor. Suitor? Suitor. Okay. All right. Wait a minute. I... Your Honor, please. <laughs> wait. Your Honor, if I may, I have... Uh, before we begin... Before we begin, Your Honor, I have another matter for the docket. I would like... I have a matter as well. <laughs> well, I think it's the same matter, if you may. If I may... If it, if it, yes. May please, it please the court. It does. May it please the court. Your Honor, earlier today, we were watching episode one of The Secrets of Hillsong on uh, Hulu yeah. at the recommendation of Nancy McKinney. Thank it's you very, very much. very good so far. Thank you. And we were discussing what the true underlying faith was under this seemingly progressive church, which is actually evangelical. It's a cult. It's cult. But the, the underlying uh, church the re- the I said, on the count what of is three, the religion of this church? And on the count of three, let's both say... <laughs> What the, it what is? the church is. Okay. okay. One, two, three, Pentecostal. So I say <laughs> Pentecostal. And I say Pentecostal. Pentecostal. And she kept saying it. And finally I go, what are you saying? She's like, what do you mean? I go, what word is that? And then you call Harrison. <laughs> tiebreaker. <laughs> who agreed with me. And then... Heather called Nancy. Yes. I interrupted her uh, lunch with her, uh, my aunts and uncles. And I said, what was the religion of the neighbors next door to us growing up? And I, I would like, this was an immediate question. There was no, hello, hi, mother, no. how are you doing? 
she answered and immediately this question was asked i should clarify i talked to her like five times today so <laughs> i just called and was like she's like hello and i said hey what were the people next door to us growing up what was their religion and they wore long jean skirts because i knew they were pentecostals i knew she'd say it and i didn't want her to get like text her the word and be like say it because people yeah. get in their head so you got to ask a neutral question and she goes pentecostal why <laughs> And I go, I just, I just needed to know, bye. And I hung up. So now listening to this, she'll find out why I called we her. We know uh, <laughs> the origin of this. And she, Heather goes, see? I go, that doesn't mean it's correct, though. And she goes, but it gives you an explanation. Yes. I said, that is true. So why I say Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Well, the word I was trying to get in Bella's case was soggy suitor. S-U-I-T-O-R. <laughs> suitor. And I was like, suitor. <laughs> but... Bella's uh, complaint reads as follows. The Honorable Judge Christie, I don't know much about law. I don't know much about court, but I do know how to kiss ass. And may I say, both you and the bailiff are looking extraordinarily (laughs) gorgeous today. Not a hair out of place. Thank you. Thank you. Now on to my dilemma. My boyfriend, 29-year-old male, and I, 25-year-old female, have been dating a little over one year. He's the funniest and kindest man I know, and I intend to keep him for a very long time. However, we ran into an issue soon into our relationship. Despite him being incredibly smart, this fool doesn't know how to dry himself off after a shower. (laughs) This may sound like a small thing to get stuck on, but let me explain. Right after he takes a shower, he'll just hop right out, water pouring off of him, and walk around the bathroom, only drying his hair and torso. By this time, the floor has wet puddles all over it. It's like Splash Mountain up in this bitch. (laughs) First time I saw this, I let it go. Maybe he had to shit real bad and maybe couldn't (laughs) wait to dry off. After the third time, I asked him why he did this. He explained, I don't own the apartment. If the floors get damaged, it's not my fault. When I asked him about getting his feet wet every time he used the bathroom for the rest of the day, he did not see this as an issue. Oh, oh, (laughs) I'm dying. (laughs) For a while, he agreed to have a towel specifically to clean the bathroom floor after showers just to keep me quiet. It worked for a few months, but the towel suddenly vanished when he moved. Suspicious? Absolutely. Now, here's my issue. We plan to move in together by the end of the year. I'm not having this man make my bathroom floor unusable every time he showers, especially in the winter when I wear socks. Do I teach him how to turn off the shower, properly dry his body off, and step out without leaving a mess like a civilized human being? Or do I try to promote the use of the shower towel again? What say you? Oh, P.S. Hashtag Team McGruff. Hashtag Sorry Tommy. (laughs) Fuck shit. (laughs) Okay, I, this is this is like if you were um, the attorney mm-hmm. for Bella. Okay, you would want to bring this case to my court because I am very <laughs> triggered by <laughs> puddles, puddles, especially in a bathroom setting mm-hmm. or anything, <laughs> anything where there could be like hair and stuff i don't want to be walking around in puddles the like slap of the foot against the wet floor even my own like when i get out of the shower it's you immediately get on the bath mat the towel is right there in front of Mm me i'm not getting off that bath mat until i am 100 percent dry i don't like the kids to get off the bath mat until Mm -hmm. they're dry i lily pad from the closest to the shower bath mat to one just the close, yeah. next closest yeah, one. Yeah, you got a little. Unless pad. I forget to take a towel with me and my towels are hung kind of all across the bathroom, then I do have to go. But I always immediately dry my body off with the towel I'm using, take that towel, 
sop up the floor and then I, I use well I like white towels and then mm-hmm. I bleach them so I like them real clean and so then I would just take that towel and then put it so I didn't have like a, a separate towel for sopping up floor mess but if there is floor mess I'll use the one I was already using yeah use that to sop it up and then wash that okay yeah I think I'm not that's... like going in the corners and getting the goo it's just like oh, oh let me just, my god I would never <laughs> you gotta stop <laughs> but um you would clean it up you would not certainly leave I wouldn't it. leave it that's that's a monster uh, i wouldn't leave it my husband has <gasps> and oh, i no. almost died and i'm not exaggerating also, you could slip my our tile floor is very very slick and the early on when he moved in i slipped in it and i caught myself but i like hurt like hit my elbow or whatever and i just i didn't freak out or anything but i was like if you do this you'll kill me <laughs> <laughs> didn't freak out but i told him if this happens again my blood is on your hands <laughs> you'll have to tell my family what you've done here today i didn't freak out i just said here's my emergency contact information so when this happens again and i die you'll know oh my gosh this is one of those that it's kind of hard to find out information. I was like, how did the two meet? And it takes so long digging to find that because there are 1 million articles about what's currently going on. So, you know, all the other stuff, it's Mm -hmm. like page 40 of a Google search. But yeah, I mean, the media is so on top of this that as of yesterday, they had to put a gag order on everything because- it's just everywhere. You can't. That's what they're asking for. I mean, there's yeah. these poor children is all I, as I've said many times, but yeah, for real, these kids are the, uh, the real victims of this for sure. Right. It's echoes of the Anna Walsh case out of uh, Boston, yeah, the Boston definitely. area, because you just see like you're losing two parents. Both yeah. kids have to now lose both parents and deal with, uh, grapple with that emotion of that. So if you're not familiar with this case, it's the case of Corey Richens, the woman from Utah who went on the news promoting a book, and that book was about grief. And the grief, it's it was her. It was coming from inside the, the house. The grief was self-imposed. She caused it. Not only did she write a book, she had her three young children help write this book about the loss of their father. Yeah. And those kids are 10, 9, and 6. They're yes. all old enough to use a computer and figure out that, oh, the book that I helped write, you mean we were writing it because my mom killed my dad? Yeah, that's the sick part, is that she's, we'll get into all the details of this, because on at, at first, it, like Christy said, it looked like it's all just headlines, but we are able to kind of call a significant amount of information on this and every bit of it is more horrifying and makes you angrier and angrier and angrier yep and i got some things for so what do we think yes definitely (laughs) well we were gonna do this as a true crime headlines and then there's so much to it that we're doing a mini-sode so there will be updates certainly there will be blood there will be updates yeah i mean that's what this case is uh it's not slowing down No, it's just getting started. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. On March 4th, 2022, at 3.22 a.m., police were dispatched to a home in Camas, Utah. Inside, they found Eric Richens, a 39-year-old man, 
unresponsive on the floor at the foot of his bed. His wife, Corey, and their three school-aged children were also in the home. Eric was declared deceased after attempts to resuscitate him failed. An autopsy and toxicology report later determined that Eric died from an overdose of fentanyl. And this is that drug that everybody talks about of like, oh, it's so, you know, it's out on the streets. You don't know what you're getting. It's laced with things. People may have accidentally ingested it, etc. Or so. it's you buy another type of drug that's cut with it. And if it hasn't been mixed properly, you don't know if that little baggie, all of the fentanyl that was used for this little baggie of cocaine is in one corner that you're about to do, or if it's mixed throughout the amount that was in his system yes. could kill a small village. Well, and that's what I asked my cousin just regarding, you know, amounts and dosages. And she's like, there is no safe dose of strength. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's not like fentanyl. there's a, if you take this much, you'll be fine. Fentanyl in any form, unless it's prescribed by a doctor and it's overseen and stuff should not be ingested. No. Corey handled the grief by writing a book with the three sons she shared with Eric, ages 10, 9, and 6. She told reporters that the decision to pen the book came after she was unable to find any books for her children on how to cope with grief. Nearly a year after her husband's death, Corey appeared on local news stations like KTVX to promote the book, titled, Are You With Me? During that appearance, she told the host... My kids and I wrote the book on different emotions and the grieving process that we've experienced in the last year, hoping it could help other kids deal with this and kind of find happiness some way or another. It's comforting for them that they're not living this life alone. You know, dad is still here, but in a different way. Disgusting. Yeah, the uh, her appearance on Good Things Utah, which to their credit, the... A company, not the company, the station has left the interview up and has an editor's note that says she's since been arrested. Our station has a dedication to transparency, so we didn't want to take this down. But you please note we've taken away any links to purchase. She's not going to promote or benefit from this. But this is a newsworthy thing that happened and we're not going to erase it or hide it. Oh, it's shocking. Yeah. To watch her. Just sit there on this couch and speak about grief and her kids and how she searched online and at Barnes and Noble and on Amazon and she just couldn't find a book that helped kids deal with grief. So she just decided to write one because they would all, you know, talk about what they were going through. Yeah. You monster. To sit there with no wedding ring on. and Oh, yes. That was a big thing, too. There was no language. wedding ring on. The experts have said she's the she was seeming to be deceptive based on the amount of filler words that she utilized in her sentence. And she does say the word, you know, almost every three words yeah. in some of her responses, especially regarding his death or she looks kind of straight at the camera and then back at them. It's a, she doesn't look super shifty. Like, I think if you at the time, you'd be like, oh, that lady might be slightly nervous to be on the news. Mm -hmm. But well, it's also a year Almost yeah. a year to the day after it happened. So she's had some time to practice her stories and whatnot. I was going to say, to be like, she's had her time to be like, I've looked in the mirror and look mm -hmm. believable now is what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. The lack of wedding ring, while it has been a year. So, you know, I mean, if if nothing else was going on, I wouldn't fault her for that. Yeah. However, body language experts and whatnot have said the fact that she isn't wearing one and the kind of like over display of her hands 
for some make it seem like she's advertising she's single. That's what one of the body language experts said. Yeah, she was. It was an invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Corey failed to mention and what police now allege is that she is the cause of all the grief experienced by her children. Thank you again, Alice, for finding this and sending it our way. Well, it starts out. This is the title. Okay. My girlfriend, 23-year-old female, is threatening to break up with me over a prank that I, 24-year-old male, pulled on her and her family. Uh-oh. This past weekend was the big camping trip that my girlfriend would be taking with her and her family. It would consist of her, her parents, her younger sister, her aunt and uncle, and her three cousins. It was a big family trip that was being planned for cooler weather. My girlfriend told me all about where they would be camping, and I decided to take advantage of that knowledge. I visited my girlfriend's house to say goodbye to her and wish her a fun trip, and when they all took off in their cars... I got in my car and drove to the campsite that they would be staying at. Oh, my God. Christy's already put her hand in her (laughs) face. (laughs) I know the area pretty well and was able to find a spot to hide my car from view. And I was able to navigate the woods and keep an eye on them while remaining hidden from view. This is psychotic. (laughs) When it came nighttime, I put on my Chewbacca costume. (laughs) And I ruffled it up a bit to make it wild and untamed. Oh, man. As if it wasn't already. (laughs) While the family was gathered around the campfire, I started to rustle the bushes. (laughs) The family noticed at first, but they didn't think much of it. Then I started to make growling noises. The family was getting noticeably freaked out. And then my girlfriend's uncle started to walk toward where I was hiding. As soon as he got close enough, I jumped out from behind the bushes and started making roaring noises while running around acting like a Bigfoot. I shook their tents, I threw lawn chairs around, and I chased after some of the cousins. That's when I heard my girlfriend's dad yell, Get the gun! (laughs) And that's when I knew I had to end the prank. I took off the costume, revealed myself, and the entire family was pissed. Long story short, I got yelled at by almost all of her family, and the noise attracted the campsite manager who kicked me out after hearing about what I'd done. (laughs) Today, I heard back from my girlfriend for the first time since the prank, and she said she's seriously considering breaking up with me. She said that she needs some time to think and that she'll let me know when she's made her decision. Now I'm just left wondering what to do. I'm thinking that I need to pull off a major apology and I need some advice on what to say to save our relationship. Oh, my. Oh, well, okay. Do, you, do we comment on this or I are we we're going gonna, on? There are 10 updates. So. Oh, Christ. Okay. So comment on each one or should, go all the yes, way through. We should discuss as okay. we go because in this initial post, yes, in this initial post, what apology can you come up with while if you scared her family while dressed as Bigfoot? Okay. I got it right away. You got to dress back up in that Chewbacca costume. (laughs) You get a big ass boombox. You go to your girlfriend's house in the rain. You stand outside and you have to blast in your eyes while you hold this up over your head. The heat in your eyes. I am complete in your eyes. That's what you got to do. That's how you apologize. Also, I would have been pissed if this had happened. I love a good prank. But if you've been planning something with your family and it's like this big, and also that is high key scary to be in the woods and have that happen. 
So especially if you've got like cousins and stuff, uh, and don't wreck my campsite. It's he right. took it a bit too far. You start throwing my chairs around and knocking my tents nah. over. And if you if it was like okay, my girlfriend and her three pals like went camping, but your girlfriend and her extended family, including yeah. like, and maybe it's because I'm like country. I'm like somebody probably does have a gun. Like I, you can't oh, roll yes. up on people. That's just dangerous. Or even if they don't, they may have like a bat, a rake, something around. Or they, their fist. Th- they just if you punch jump you, out at me. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Oh, you better believe that. Bring my Louisville slugger with a sock on it. I was talking about that uh, when I visited with my aunt, my aunts and uncle today at lunch, where they always meet at the same chain restaurant every Friday. But I, it's, I was like, you got to get the Louisville slugger, and you put the sock on the end. I think it was a lady on TikTok that taught me that. Why she's the like, sock? Because you have the slugger. Somebody comes in your house. You got to get you get the bat ready. You go to swing on them. They're like, I got this. I'm going to grab the end of the bat. Bitch, you got a sock. Oh, Bam, I'm out again. Shit. By the time you're like, what's up with this sock? Boom, I got you in the gut. <laughs> and then Because like it's two that. pairs of socks. You take the other sock, fill it with loose old spare change. Put that by the bed. If they do get the bat from you, you swing it up. Mm-hmm. Got a second. Or a couple so, bars of soap. Anything, yeah. Prison rules. Yeah. yeah exactly. A brick. <laughs> Just so, swing yeah. a brick at them. <laughs> If you roll up dressed like Bigfoot, you you better be expecting the stock on the end yeah. of Louisville. It's, you're playing a dangerous game. You're you're walking real close to the sun there. Yeah. Well, update number one. Okay. I, 24-year-old male, just offered an apology to my girlfriend's family after pulling a prank on them. I'm honestly really embarrassed and humiliated about this update. I almost considered not even posting it, but I feel the need to vent and express my frustrations in some way. So here it is. I really hope you don't think too badly of me and you understand what I'm going through after last night. Last night, my girlfriend's family was holding a barbecue in their backyard and my girlfriend was able to talk her dad into inviting me. He was originally against the idea of me coming, but he was willing to let me come so long as the first thing I do is offer a genuine apology for the prank that I pulled on all of them. I arrived in their backyard, and everybody that I pranked at the campsite was sitting at a table, and they were all clearly waiting for me to arrive. I sat down next to my girlfriend, and I began my apology. Did it start off with, oh? (laughs) 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 They're like, damn it, Dave, why are you wearing the mask again? (laughs) I began my apology. I stated that my prank was ill-timed, immature, and thoughtless, and I apologized for ruining their camping trip that they had apparently been planning for some time. I tried to make it as genuine and sincere as possible, and when I was done, I waited for some type of response. There was a really long, awkward silence as the whole family just stared at me. Then, the uncle whispered something in the dad's ear, and they both burst out laughing, but I couldn't make out what he said. Then my girlfriend's dad said he didn't accept my apology, and then he told me to leave. Oh. My initial response was a very loud, what the fuck? And that made things worse. Not good. (laughs) My girlfriend's dad kept telling me to leave, and I lost my temper. I swiped an empty plastic cup off the table, and I said to the family, fine, fuck all of you, while flipping them off with both middle fingers. (laughs) He went double. He went double. So fast. He went two hands of fingers. (laughs) As I was leaving the backyard, my girlfriend caught up to me and said she was breaking up with me. She said that I was, quote, too immature and impulsive. And she said she wants me to leave her and her family alone. I tried apologizing to her profusely. I kept saying, 
babe, I'm sorry. Just give me another chance and I promise I'll be good. I promise. I kept saying this over and over, but she said that she's given me, quote, millions of chances and that she, quote, can't fix me. She then walked off and then I did something that made things even worse. I yelled at her and I called her a bitch. And then I started kicking and punching the wooden fence that separates their front and backyard. I knocked down part of the fence and then I left. All of that happened last night and now I feel like shit. You should. Yeah. Good. Astute. Good feeling, bud. Part of me just wants to give up on her and move on. But I also want to prove to her that I'm capable of changing. No, leave her alone. (laughs) I want to promise to her that no more. I'll do no more pranks and I will try to control my temper. What do you all think I should do? Uh, Fucking fuck off. Get anybody. I would never be able to be with someone that had behaved that way in front of my family how how do you ever bring them around again and and aren't just dying of shame and embarrassment my family like hardcore roast people like all the time and this kid would never never he would break up with me because my family would relentlessly be like and they would put up two middle fingers at him i'm sure and be like i'm so mad what are you gonna (laughs) kick my fence down like they would (laughs) low-key not low-key to his face high-key roast him until he quit like you can't put two middle fingers up to uncle jerry or uncle john for that matter no uncle john is is like a very demure Catholic pacifist, and he would not stand for that shit. Damn. Even though you're asking, Uncle Jerry would have just laughed in your face. You can't flip my uncles and my dad off, and, and the rest no. of my family and my cousins, and then That's kick wild. my bits. No, and call me a bitch. All of that oh, is don't even get break up. Uh, accept the breakup. Move on. I want to know what the uncle whispered in the dad's ear that got a <laughs> laugh. Though he's like, maybe uh. He should have brought Han Solo with him. (laughs) I was, first of all, if you're going to apologize. Next question. What is the weirdest first date you've ever been on? Well, I've got one. Okay. We went to Chili's. I'm sure I've told you all this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. We went to Chili's and we had Chili's and then we walked... (laughs) Across the parking lot to Studio Movie Grill, which is a chain of movie theaters that you could also eat at, but we didn't eat there. We ate at Chili's. And then we went, we saw Clerks 2. And then we went back to his apartment and he turned on the Office Season 1 DVD and we were making out and he definitely wanted to fuck on the first date and I was not going to do that. And I just was like, no, thank you. And then, because I stood my ground, and then he was kind of like huffy, and then he like huffed off and like went into the bathroom for a while. And I just like watched The Office season one on DVD. <laughs> well, he jerked off, and then he came back and was very relaxed and fell asleep immediately. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna stay here all night. And I just got my things and left. I was like, I gotta go to my class at Eastfield in the morning. <laughs> So I drove all the way from Plano where he lived in an apartment with the later, the other guy that I hook up with that I did hook up with. And this guy was pissed. He was like, why'd you sleep with you? And the guy was like, I don't know. I was like, I'll tell you why. Um, he wasn't a little weird weasel. He was a weasel, but he wasn't like a little weird one. Um, also a weasel. But yeah, that was like a very, um, that was like one of my first post dump behind a dumpster, like go out on a date. And it was weird. Oh my God. Hannah, Hannah says, I just died of cringe. Let me read it. One time I hung out with a guy. Later, he parked us in a field and said, 
have you ever been kissed in the moonlight? <laughs> Kill me. Squirrely face ah, emoji. Ah. Then pro proceeded to stick his whole mouth on my lips. Bad kissers make me want to, like, you You know, do you guys ever know what popples were? Yeah, I had a popple. We had a bunch of popples where the bear, you yeah, there's a pocket you on it up its, its ass, ass. And you shove it up its own ass. Yeah. Turns into a different animal. Who like mouth over your mouth make me want to <laughs> popple myself and just like go into like a popple and just, oh, like, I thought you were gonna say it's like the popple opening of the bag is what the mouth is like over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like kind of like a butthole. And if your mouth is coming at you, like <laughs> I just lost yeah. um yeah, it's that's I don't ick. like it. That's exactly what I was going to say. That would give me the ick. So it doesn't Have take much for me to get the ick. And that would, I would immediately like dissolve like the squonk from Kill just, I would want to die. Me yeah. there on the spot. I hate that kind of stuff. I don't um, like, like, I won't even call it romantic because I don't think it's romantic. I think it's super cringy and just like. Like saying shit like that? To me, it's yeah. like, because you're not really asking. You're asking because you want to sound like a person that would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I can't, know. I, it like I makes know. me so uncomfortable. It's the difference in being like, have you ever like gone out to a field and made out? You know, like kind of like yeah. being like, have you ever been kissed by the moonlight? And you're like, <laughs> you're like is there oh, a camera somewhere? Why no, are you talking it's this not way? happening tonight. These are really good date stories. We're going to start reading them out loud. Okay. So next one, Cassidy says, had a guy ask me to order his food for him while he hid in the bathroom because he was too nervous to talk to the waitress. What? I had to text him when the coast was clear. I texted my friend instead and what? had to pick me up. Why? Was it his ex? I don't know. Was she hot? <laughs> what what would that's so weird he wanted to tell her uh was he just socially like uh, he managed to show up for the date yeah why would you order? choose a restaurant if you can't talk to a waitress you're just setting yourself go up to mcdonald's order on the thing mm. um dj asked i had a guy who lit up a cigarette made a surprise face and he said i'm slowly trying to kill myself so i don't live past my mother wow oh, yeah, yeah well that's, that's a boner killer in it. <laughs> yeah, there's a oh, lot to unpack there. My. Also, smokers. I, I mean, at the mm -hmm. time, I probably would have because I smoked. But uh, I went on a date, a first date with a guy, and we went to Pluckers. And then halfway through the date, he was like, can we go sit outside so I can vape? And then we dated for like eight months. So. <laughs> All right. Cassio says, one time I went on a date with a guy who took me to a fancy bar, proceeded to tell me about how rich his family was and how they went to Europe on holidays all the time, but then refused to pay for my drink because he didn't want a girl who was using him for his money. What a fucking no, slimy get out of setup. Here. He was poor. He was secretly yeah, poor. Yeah, that's, that's all a lie. Uh, Nikki said, I went on a casual date in town. The end comes and he's like, oh, I only brought $5. You got us? Nope. Immediate. Never. You know, oh, that's the only day you're God. having. Oh, Cassidy said the man was afraid of a middle-aged Olive Garden waitress. They can be vicious. Wow. Kidding, I don't know. They're probably lovely. Um, Michaela says, I had a guy sit on me on his lap in a room that only had an armchair and told me the reason he had his tongue pierced is because his dick is small and he has to compensate. Why would you say that? Just... No one's gonna yes. want to get past that. You've you've done it to yourself. Got and dug yourself a hole. That also just shows such a lack of judgment to think that that would be like a good thing. Like to say funny. I think no. people that do that think like I'm gonna get ahead of it and be quirky and funny because really I'm like ashamed. But if I call it out, then 
I can't be hurt. I guess he's covering up for it. Uh, Stacy says, I once dated a guy who bought us peanuts at Rite Aid and then dumped them out and counted them so that we had an even oh, amount. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's psychotic. He's like, you got actually 11 peanuts and I only got 10. So wow. There's um, so much childhood trauma in all of these like things like all of this can be tried what kelly said had my date knock over a whole pitcher of strawberry margs on my white 501 oh no it was the late 80s they wrecked your jeans and not even in a good way he just looked at me and said it was this is over right which one it was a chili oh yeah <laughs> it was a chili's hell nice. yeah hell yeah oh my gosh isabel said i went on a date where a guy kept talking about his junk and then sent me a picture of it and it low-key scared me. So I went home afterwards. That's penis good pictures, for you. I just and like fuck you for sending a picture of your dick to someone on a date. That's insane. It's also it's like very aggressive and implies that you're expecting something. And also, yeah, I don't care about your boundaries and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's I feel like the act of taking a dick pic, <laughs> it's impossible for it to ever be attractive. Yeah. Every dick pic is so cringy. Every single one. Every single dick pic, start to finish. It can be the most preciously beautiful carved from marble, beautiful cock you've ever seen in your life. But if it's like this, it's I'm popping. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that the person is in it? Sometimes they are, or even just like, even if they're like, because you know that on the other (laughs) side of it, they're like this. (laughs) What was. Is that the, is that the noise of them pulling it up? <laughs> They're stretching around. Mm. Or like me? They might be me. We don't know. But I don't think like, I've ever got one. I got one from like the worst person that's like... ever been made. And then I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Whoever that is knows who they are. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking wretched. Um, and then... Um, I got one. I mean, yeah, I got one from a guy I dated. I'm not going to say who he is because like, it's getting to the point that like people like know who these people are, but I'll just say a person I dated. I am not asking. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I can't even, I don't know if he did. Okay. He said, get your phone out. Let's see if there is a legitimate picture. (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. I like that you turned it away from me. No, I'm I'm trying to get my face recognition. There is no I'm text. Curious. I was just curious. There's no text. Um, a trench coat and Crocs. Yeah, the the dick pic has never turned anyone on. Michaela, you're right. There's just, oh, I'm sure it's turned a lot of people on. Some people. I know a lot it. of people that are into that. I just find I can't say I know a for lot. For me personally, I don't like it. I've had a, I've had friends. I would rather have mostly words. males that um are into would be into that i would like i like implications like saying like the like oh maybe i'll see you later and then you you know like that i would like that versus like yeah i mean what am i gonna do with that straight up (laughs) i got no use for that nope next uh letty says you two always look so lovely what are your favorite skincare or makeup products great question thank you very much i have been on a fenty beauty kit (laughs) what it's a huge file It's like <laughs> loading, loading, oh, loading, 
Loading. Wait, let me see your phone. Did it crash? It yeah, crashed your yeah. phone. Oh my right god, I do story. have a, I do have a text. Wait, let me see. No, me, no, no, no. I just want to see that it says it was a text from Tommy Brown. <laughs> now. <laughs> ah, I'm scared. <laughs> okay. If you liked what you heard, consider supporting the show on Patreon by clicking the link in the episode description or heading to SinisterHood.com and clicking Patreon on the top banner. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy. Sinisterhood.